All right, there were all sorts of records broken, including the most points scored in a game in the New Orleans Pelicans' massive win over the Utah Jazz. Let's break down why CJ had such a big night, a, a significant second-half adjustment, and oh, not on Herb. It's a live episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all recapping on a live show, the Pelicans' massive win over the Utah Jazz, 153 points to 124 153 franchise record for most points scored in a game there were a number of records in this game that were broken career high set this was a fun one we're gonna break it all down cj going off herb jones being awesome zion dishing the ball that second half adjustment might be bigger than you think as well we're gonna look at it all in today's episode of locked on pelicans today's episode of locked on pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and of course thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day we are here monday through friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this pelicans team the number one pelicans podcast subscribe wherever you get Get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Become an everyday. Listen Monday through Friday. You know what the rest of this week is going to be. We were going to recap this game in this show tomorrow. A bunch of y'all are saying it in the chat. You don't want to see a trade. Well, that's what tomorrow's show is going to be about why they shouldn't. And this game was a good reason why, I think. And then on Friday, we're going to have Will Guillory of The Athletic join the show. It's been a minute since he's been on. We'll talk all things trade deadline because, look, that's what's going to be going on here. So we're going to be covering it and breaking it down. So let's get into this one because, whoo, that was a game. I think we're all a little bit hot like the Pelicans were in this one, shooting 57.7%, 50% from three on 46 three-point attempts. They had 23 makes, CJ McCollum having nine of these. And CJ was on fire in this game. He just came out with something to prove and played some of the best basketball I think we've ever seen from him over one single game. And this is after the Pelicans and CJ had a bit of a rough game against the Phoenix Suns on Friday. So to come out and play like he did really speaks to kind of the professionalism of him and the rest of this team. You know, CJ has been Really, really good this year. He's averaging under 20 points per game, yes. But when you look at him, you know, and what he's doing and how he's contributing and how he's playing, this game doesn't necessarily surprise you, right? He's put in some work this offseason. He adjusted his role this year to really try and fit in better with this team, with Zion Williamson, with Brandon Ingram. And it's really working. And he's played some selfless basketball here for the greater good of the team but then he has these nights where he just goes off and you go 
oh yeah, that's why he's such a key contributor for them, right? In this one, 33 points on the night. I just lost where his stats were. 33 points, 9 of 13 from 3, 69, nice, 0.2%. 11 of 17 from the field overall. Five rebounds, two assists, just two turnovers in this one. Really just came out and was a flamethrower, right? You saw this one... Go the way that you might have thought it would. We'll get more into Zion in the third segment of today's show, but they were going to put the ball in Zion's hands more, which meant you need shooters to make their shots, right? That didn't work against the Phoenix Suns the other night. It worked in this game here, though, right? They went out, Zion had the ball, and would kick it out to open three-point shooters who then made the opponents pay. And CJ being a good three-point shooter is the biggest beneficiary of that, right? He wasn't orchestrating the offense as a point guard. He was working more as in a spot-up role or just needing to create some instant offense when he was feeling it, and he definitely was in this game. That's different than what he's done in years past. You know, when he was brought in from Portland in the 2021-2022 season, one of the reasons this team brought him in was to kind of be a point guard, step out of Damian Lillard's shadow, and be that floor general C.J. McCollum. And that worked for that season, but last year you saw it wasn't really his best, and at times he definitely seemed like he was struggling. But now that he's shifted more off ball, unless they just want to get him the ball in his hands and let him create, and that he's adjusted his shot profile, things have really ticked up in terms of efficiency with him. And we've talked about how that's a really big important thing with this team, is making the most of each shot attempt. CJ has been doing that. Right, He spent all offseason getting in the best shape of his career. He's talked about that, was disappointed that last year was the first time in his career that he hasn't made the playoffs, came in kind of on man on a mission, but also wanting to help this team succeed. So he shifted his role less about him and more about helping the team succeed. If you look at it, these are the fewest uh, shot attempts per game that he's averaged in his career, we're taking out the first two years of his league, uh, of his career where he didn't really play. Since then, he hasn't taken as few shots as this, right? You can even do it on the per 36 minute numbers. This is lower than the past number of seasons since 2024, or sorry, since 2014, 2015, right? And again, he wasn't really a key player or even a starter or anything like that. He's taking a back seat. It's working because this team just needs him to basically be on the three-point line and launch a ton of threes, and he's converting all of those. This is a guy who's shooting 43.4% from deep this season. As we look at the Pelican salary cap, which we'll get into a little bit more in the offseason here, you know, you could say maybe they need to move on from him a little bit, but then he does stuff like this, and you go, oh, oh, this is exactly the perfect role for him. This is a dude who just understood the assignment coming into this season. Get in good shape, work off Balmore, make your threes. Everything's going to fall into place with this one. And he played so unbelievably well in this game. I don't have access to the first quarter numbers, but he was hot early on and had it going. If someone can put the first quarter points that he scored in the chat, I would love to see that. I don't have some of the stats yet that hasn't populated on NBA.com slash stats. This was great. You saw then Zion playing around shooters, CJ, Jordan Hawkins getting early minutes, even Trey who had a rough shooting night. All of those things lead to such good things for this team. They were paced by CJ's effort, by the shots he was taking, and yeah, 153 points. With the three-point shooting, by the way, here's another record they set in this one. I got to find the numbers. Where did they just go? 41 assists. 
41 assists on 60 made shot attempts, which is a fantastic rate right there. That's a franchise record along with 153 points. When you make 23 threes, those are going to be assisted. That looks really, really good here. Led the Pelicans to this very big victory. I see a lot of y'all talking trade stuff. We're going to actually get into that with an adjustment that the Pelicans made coming up here next in today's episode, a live episode here on the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about Hungry Root. Look, we all make New Year's resolutions. One of the most popular ones is to eat healthier in 2024, but we often abandon that really quickly. Well, Hungry Root is here to make you stick to your New Year's resolution by making meal planning easy and nutritious. So build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. You take a short quiz. Hunger Root's going to get to know you, your goals, how you like to eat, what flavors you like, what kitchen appliances you use, and more. And then they're going to store all that and start making recommendations, recipes, groceries based on your taste. You can take their uh, suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweet and sweets, and much more. So Hunger Root goes beyond your, re- your weekly grocery store haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. So spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Pelicans listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On and get 40% off your first delivery. Get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so that they know we sent you. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, whether it's a supercharger, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're looking for speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. I work on all my cars. All of my parts I order from eBay Motors. I promise you that. And that's because they have over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your vehicle on the road over at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know, going live after a historic win, franchise record, records for players, Zion Williamson, an assist record, all the records here. We're covering it over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast, hanging out with y'all on this Tuesday night. This is the Wednesday show. Thursday for the everydayers. You're not going to want to miss Thursday. I think you're probably feeling this one right now. Who wants to hear the show of here's why the Pelicans shouldn't make a trade. That's what we're talking about on the Thursday episode of Lockdown Pelicans. There's reasons for them to make a move. There's also a lot of reasons why they shouldn't. And I'm leaning towards that way a little bit. And I'll explain that coming up in Thursday's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. So become an everydayer so you never miss an 
episode. Now for your second listen, it's a channel. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the Pelicans made an interesting adjustment I thought, and I, I left the game early to come back and record this, so I haven't heard Willie Green talk about it yet, and we'll talk more about it depending on what he says, but they started their normal starting lineup, right? There was CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, right? That fifth guy there, your starting center. But in the second half, the Pelicans started Larry Nance Jr. in place of Jonas Valanciunas. And at first, I wasn't sure if it was because of an injury or if it was because they wanted just to kind of make an adjustment. You know, one of the things that Christian Clark has pointed out on a recent NOLA.com article was that in the second half, this team, their starters really struggle. And Friday, we'll talk more about that a little bit with Will Guillory of The Athletic, who's going to be my guest on the show. You really want to be covering every day because you don't want to miss that episode. And so the Pelicans made an adjustment to see if maybe doing something different could stem off those kind of inevitable third quarter runs. Because look, 20-point leads aren't really a safe thing in the NBA anymore. So they tried to go and do what they do defensively, which is switch everything with Larry Nance Jr. You know, you can just get out on the perimeter and switch. You don't need to play what's called drop coverage where you kind of hang back and let guys get into the lane because for a little bit, that's what the Utah Jazz were doing. They went on a little bit of a mini run, didn't they, to start the third quarter with Colin Sexton really attacking the Pelicans, kind of getting into that teeth of the defense. But as they started to kind of get a little bit better, you know, they went on own their own run and kind of stabilized things here and they started to end up limiting Colin Sexton and that I thought was really important it was with Larry Nance Jr. So this is something that I think could end up being the starting lineup. I wouldn't be shocked if they liked what they saw there and end up going and making Larry Nance Jr. your starting center. This is something that I think if they feel the starting lineup, that starting five really isn't working, is going to be something that they attempt to do. Maybe before they go and make a trade, you know, if you can pry away a guy like Jared Allen. And if you're an everydayer, you listen to the other shows, or the other shows. You listen to all the shows, I guess, if you're an everydayer, technically. Uh, if you listen, if you're an everydayer and you listen to yesterday's show, we looked at other center options for the Pelicans, right? Outside of Jared Allen. None of those, none of those were upgrades over Jonas Valanciunas or the type of guy that's going to be a difference maker for this team at all, right? It just isn't, none of those names are exciting or you feel are going to be really any good. But now, if you're starting Larry Nance Jr. and if it works, and look, he was a negative, minus three in the third quarter, so remains to be seen here a little bit. You know, that then opens the door for some things. One, you could have Jonas come off the bench. And in basically five minutes of play in the third quarter coming off of the bench, he was a plus nine. He was very good. Six points, five rebounds, one assist. That's pretty good play coming off the bench. So you could bring him off the bench, kind of make him the focal point of your second unit along with one of the other starters and let him do damage because we 
know that he's very capable of doing that. He's a very good offensive player. So it gives you the type of defense that you want. And when Larry is hitting threes, which he hit in this game, that's also going to be a very good thing. Um, you have kind of the best of both worlds. You still get the offense from Jonas Valanciunas when you need it, the rebounding from him when you need it, but also the defense of Larry, which is why they kind of look at Jonas and go, yeah, maybe we need to trade this guy. Or it gives you the option to trade Jonas Valanciunas and get other pieces elsewhere or just simply send, shed some salary. But I think when you look at this, you have both of these centers and they just work. And I think that's kind of a big thing and one of my big takeaways from that second half of, yeah, you started Larry and then you brought Jonas off the bench and like the Utah Jazz had no answer for him with anything like that. You know, it's even considered a big counter for some of the guys that the Utah Jazz were throwing down low. So you could keep JV, use them however you want to, start Larry Nance Jr. We'll look at more of this, you know, in tomorrow's show and in Friday's show as well. Or you could trade JV, then bring in Wendell Carter Jr., then bring in Daniel Gafford. If they're not your starter, I don't mind them coming off the bench as much and hopefully get maybe another pick for JV or another player that you find useful. That's if any of those guys are truly going to be an upgrade over someone else. But to tease tomorrow's show... When you really look at this team, like, where do they really need to upgrade right now? Like, what makes sense? I don't know if anything, like, truly does. Also, JV was good in the first half, too, against the Utah Jazz and kind of doing everything. So it's not like he, you, you need to worry too much about him. I think this team is still good as they are. And that's why in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans, we're going to look at not making a move standing pat just kind of keeping this team as is because again there's a lot of potential here i'm blown away by the way by 41 assists just to, compared to just nine turnovers right when this team is playing at this kind of high level they were getting out in the fast breaks and running the utah jazz only had eight turnovers but the pelicans had 35 fast break points because they were running after misses they would grab a defensive board and go that's always gonna work right they won the rebounding battle in this one really hammering the utah jazz on the offensive boards which is not something we've seen this pelicans team like really really do they had 28 second chance points compared to just 10 for the utah jazz they just dominated every aspect of this game here right like this just looked so good overall. And when you look at this with the way you can strategically use Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance Jr., and it all works and kind of accomplishes what you want, well, I think it's one of those things where maybe you don't need to make any sort of move. Now, we'll look at that more because there's reasons to make a move, right? They got blown out by the Phoenix Suns. They got blown out at home, both those games, by the uh, Los Angeles Clippers too. Those are going to be teams you need to go through in the Western Conference you have to play the Clippers in the first round, do you feel comfortable with this team as is? And look, I think you can make an argument that Jonas Valanciunas is not a playoff center and the type of guy that's going to hurt you, but you got to get there in the first place. And he is helping you with that. So all of these things, I think, make this really interesting for what the Pelicans look to do with the trade deadline. But seeing them strategically go to Larry Nance Jr., start him in the second half for the defense, kind of worked, kind of didn't. I think we might see more of this. and I wouldn't be shocked if you see a starting lineup change for the Pelicans simply to 
experiment with that. And I don't think that's the wrong thing to see if you can gather a little bit more data on it before you go and make a trade that significantly shakes up your roster here. Something to keep in mind, something to keep an eye on going forward with what they do about all of that. So coming up next, Herb Jones was good. Herb Jones looked untradeable. Zion also looked very good. Let's talk more about them. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel. You got the NFL playoffs going on, the NBA regular season. It's time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. If you took the Pelicans on the money line straight up to win, you would have won your $5 bet and $150 in bonus bets. If you took the spread minus six and a half, you would have won that and you would have won 150 bucks in bonus bets. Or if you thought the Pelicans were going to collapse against the Utah Jazz, so you took the Utah Jazz on the in-game plus 12 and a half, I think it was, halftime line, the live in-game betting, you still would have lost that bet, but you would have won 150 bucks in bonus bets. So I love that the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like the money line, the spreads, the live in-game spreads that are getting updated in real time, or parlays, and you can find new bets and new parlays in the Explore tab. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of LockedOn. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. This is a lot of fun breaking down the game after and doing a live show, hanging out with y'all. I'm seeing the chat here. Don't really have time for a ton of questions in this one. We'll maybe do a live bonus show or something over the weekend where we're interacting with y'all a little bit more. I got to go do Locked On NBA right after this show where we're going to break down everything going on around the league. You want to hear more about the Bucks firing their head coach, the trade that happened today to send scary Terry Rozier to the um, Miami Heat, and more. We're going to be, me and John Krause of Locked On Celtics are going to be covering it over the Locked On NBA podcast. Make that your second listen today. Also, consider listening to Locked On Saints. I saw Ross Jackson host a Locked On Saints today. Saints interviewing all the people for the offensive coordinator position. That's really important given what they looked like this past year. Ross is going to help you make sense of everything black and gold over at the Locked On Saints podcast. Okay. Herb Jones, y'all. Herb Jones heard that he was maybe included in trade rumors and decided to snuff all of that out about as quickly and as intensely as you possibly could. Herb Jones was nearly perfect in this game. And I literally mean that. He was eight of nine. He was eight of nine for 22 points. We talk about efficiency. We look at points per shot attempt. One and a half points per shot attempt is insanely good. You're like an all-NBA level player if that's something that you regularly do. 22 points on nine shot attempts is over two points per shot attempt. He was a perfect four of four from three. He also had a three that they ruled a two because his foot was on the line. So he could have been five of five from three in this game. Five rebounds, five assists, two steals, a block, no turnovers. He had a sequence 
in the third quarter that was flat out insane. He had one of the more incredible and just dominant blocks you've ever seen coming up on, I forget which Utah Jazz player it was from behind, and just like almost ripping the ball out, but instead blocking the shot. He gets it down the court. It goes to B.I. for a layup. This is after the Utah Jazz had cut this to about 10 points. Next possession is Utah Jazz inbounded. Herb Jones just hunts the ball, playing free safety out there, gets the ball, forcing the turnover, gets the steal, kicks it forward, gets the ball back as he's cutting to the basket, and then dishes a behind-the-back dime to Zion for a dunk that killed all momentum for the Utah Jazz. The key for Herb Jones has always been making your three-point attempts. It's been an open discussion of should they start Trey Murphy over Herb Jones just because you need the spacing and teams do not respect Herb Jones's three-point shot. That's why they leave him open, right? The first two that he made, and we can get into the Zion talk here because Zion, by the way, had a career high 11 assists in this one. Kind of a quiet night for him, right? 17 points, but 11 assists because he was being smart, letting the game come to him to use a cliche and just making simple basketball plays. Driving, realizing all of a sudden that the defense was putting three guys in front of him, kick it out to Herb Jones in the corner. Herb getting the wide open shot attempt, not scared to shoot it. Takes it, drains it, boom, done, simple, right? None of this was hard. Herb Jones making those threes is big. When he isn't making those threes, maybe they need to start Trey Murphy. When he's making the threes, and I don't expect him to go four for four every single night, you burn the team for their defensive game plan. And then later, things opened up for Zion, and he started getting going when he started to have a little bit more space. And right now, Herb Jones going into this game was shooting 38%, 37.8% from three. That number is going to get closer to 40 now, right? He's looking real good here. And that starts to make me feel very confident about him remaining in the starting lineup because then he makes those defensive plays that we saw. And it's just frankly ridiculous, right? He's 55 now of 140. What is that? He's shooting 39.3% from three. It's getting close to 40%. Now, he still needs to do it on larger volume, but going 4-4, four four, really 5-5 five five in this one, you know, with the defense that he gives you, again, that sequence was absurd. Him also working off ball, attacking the basket at times, right? He's not scared to do that. And then just some of the defensive plays, not on Herb, right? Like, it is just, that was incredible. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone on this roster is untradeable. I don't think, and I said this in yesterday's show, and I even said it when we talked about the Herb Jones trade rumors, I don't think they were shopping him at all. I think for the right trade, the right trade, he you, you would include him in there. You'd do that for anybody. But with what he's doing now and on the, the team-friendly contract that he has after a performance like this, he honestly might be untradeable. He was that good. He's a fan favorite. He likes being here. Like, just a no-problem player. Everything about it was just so good. Herb Jones heard the, the discourse, the discussion, the rumors, and then just shut the door on that about as hard as you could shut the door on anything. And it also helps with Zion reading the game like he did. Zion didn't force things in this game, right? Just two turnovers. That's a really good number for him there's games when he has more than that because he's not trusting his teammates he feels like he needs to go out and just kind of do the thing and try and fight through three four guys his handle's been a little bit loose this year it leads to some turnovers 
it causes problems. He took what the defense gave him in this one, the trust he had in his teammates, the chemistry he had with his teammates. And this also helps that the Pelicans had the day off on Saturday, went through, you know, not insane practices Sunday and Monday, looking very good, getting some rest in there, getting some reps in there too. They all looked to be on the same page. And so this was just a great performance. Again, loved Zion driving, realizing it wasn't there, kicking out to the open man, running that point Zion. You said Willie, you heard Willie Green say, we need to run our offense through Zion more. You know, get put the ball in his hands, let the defense collapse on him, spray it out from there, take your threes, make your threes. It requires guys to take those threes. So it goes back to CJ in the beginning of this show that we talked about, right? He loves the mid-range. He sometimes likes to drive and attack. Or set others up. Nah, man, just get the open three, take the shot, and go. That's why we want to see Brandon Ingram take more threes. I think you'll definitely see this team start to run their offense through Zion Williamson a little bit more than they have in the past because this seems to be leading to more three-point attempts, which is a good thing for this team. 46 making those threes, 23 of them made, 50% how you get to a score like this 153 points that's a franchise record 41 assists a record by this team right everyone was sharing the ball here bi with six assists herb jones with five assists larry nance jr with three Najee marshall with four dyson daniels with three along with dyson playing some very good defense too just a great performance all around makes you wonder if they need to make a move that's why we're going to talk about that Coming up on Thursday's show, I already told you we were going to do that. So we're going to be talking about not making a trade, the reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that. I'm excited to do that show for y'all on Thursday. Be coming every day or so you never miss an episode and you especially don't miss that one. Whew. 153 points. If you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments here on YouTube during the live show. Let me know if you want them to make a trade or not or who you'd want them to trade for. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. So thank you all for listening so much to a live post-game show of Locked on Pelicans where the Pels set a franchise record for points scored. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Back with you all tomorrow about why the Pelicans shouldn't make a trade. Will Guillory, beat writer for The Athletic, coming up and joining me on Friday's show. So that's the rest of the week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you all. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.